Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Ashley B, good morning. Good morning to you, Dave Moore. Welcome back to Ireland because it's, you know, obviously you you don't live here, so it's nice to have you back. Uh, although it's not that it's, uh, in early, didn't you? Obviously, I don't pay oh. tax anywhere. I just float around <laughs> in my yacht. <laughs> I'm just wondering, though, when you do come to Ireland, is there something about being back in Ireland that you love? Like, is there a like, is there something on the Chinese or the chipper menu that isn't available elsewhere? You know the what? most Irish thing I've ever heard. It's <laughs> only about Ireland you miss, like something on the Chinese menu. <laughs> Um, what do I well do you know what and this is not me genuinely trying to segue into the reason I'm on the show sure Um, uh, last one laughing Ireland which is the reason I'm here to promote was you know I've done a a million of these comedy shows over the years and my expectations were sort of feeling like oh I'm going over to Dublin to record you know like a kind of version of Taskmaster or and I could not believe how after the kind of two days of recording between one thing and another, I felt like this wash of home, which was humour. I rarely get to do gigs where everyone's Irish. Yes. And I started comedy in the UK and I couldn't believe what a sort what sort of like inner secondary school fun me that brought out. Like I was re- <laughs> really like, I didn't feel like a comedian. I felt like it was a bunch of pals messing on Friday afternoon at school when even the teachers have given up, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I realize like it's that actually, it's that sort of references that are so specific that, you know, you'd sort of miss everyone having them when you were, it, it's that sort of thing of like, I've been in, in the UK, between the UK and America for so long and you forget that you are sort of foreign and when you come home, you're you're not. And it's just- You're so, reminded, yeah. Yeah, it's like having a bath in mash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll that's better than any Chinese restaurant reference, I think, in fairness to you. <laughs> well, come here, let's talk about Last One Laughing because I am lucky enough to have seen uh, the first few episodes. Uh, like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I have not laughed that hard at a at a, a comedy reality show, whatever you want to call it. Like, I've laughed at comedy movies, I've laughed at sitcoms, but in terms of, like, a panel show or whatever, like, there's always guffaw moments, but this was painful to watch. I was crying laughing so much, and I think most of it comes from the fact that none of you guys can react to what are some of the funniest, most ridiculous things, and you are saying things like, oh, that's dangerous now, I'm going to walk away. Like, that's yeah. that's your way of telling the other person that what they've done is really funny. Yeah, I don't think any of us knew what to expect. And I and again, I think I sort of thought I did because I know how to do comedy shows at this stage after a couple of decades in the industry. And this one was just a totally different thing. And it's funny because it, the premise of the show for anyone who doesn't know, you've got 10 comedians in a room together for eight hours straight. And we did those bits. We really did. We were there for eight hours straight. Yeah. Like yeah. we would go to the loo and immediately come back and we're there. For, and I was, so, I don't remember the end. I got so hammered by the end, which was Deirdre O'Kane. Like Deirdre O'Kane came in like, well, will we all just have a wine? And I'm like, God, no. But then Deirdre's got a really cool, like older girl in secondary school that you want to impress. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, maybe I will just have a small drink. It is after all half 11. Um, Deirdre. And so I don't totally remember the end of it. But I, when I think back on us all trying really hard, not to laugh I remember it as being a laugh so that's the fu- funny bit of it right because it's almost like you can see in everyone's eyes the acknowledgement of yes <laughs> yeah, did a good yeah, job yeah. there 
but I physically am unable to laugh or smile. And it was nearly, it, there's a difference in making comedians or an audience laugh, which is yeah. sort of set pieces and pre-planned stuff. And generally comedians don't tend to laugh at other people's comedy, not not out of spite, but more you you see the work and you're impressed and you're sort of, of thinking of it from a sciencey point of view. Whereas with this, it was the little moments and the oddities and the bit, some things I'm sure they've edited out lots of dark things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've seen a few episodes. There's lots of darkness in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you already? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm kind of like half going, well, I do this interview now before I'm not allowed to do any more interviews. But uh, yeah, there's definitely like, God, now I'm worried. No, no, no. It's a, it, there's no cancel stuff. Don't worry. It's fine. You're still, you'll still be doing interviews. Yeah. Then they, then they ended out about five hours of it. Um, it really was, uh, yeah, that bit of it was, I remember it as being super funny, but That's, unable yeah. to laugh type of, But it was everyone in between bits. And I wonder, was I, and I don't mean this in any detrimental, but I wonder, was I over laughing at home because it, the joke or the funny quip deserved laughter, but got nothing. And you kind of, you were almost support laughing, going, no, Martin and Golo, that's really, actually really funny what you just said there, but no one's making a face. Like, Yeah, well, you know, that was the hardest bit of the whole thing was support laughter. Because you are, for the first hour, at least, you're where you're being filmed. And then after that, I watched so much reality TV and I never, ever wanted to do a reality <laughs> TV show. And I, when I did walk in, I walked in first. And when I did walk in, I was like, oh, no, am I on Real Housewives? Have I made a terrible, like, am I in a real reality TV show? And you're mm. not still a comedy. Once all the other comedians came in, you're like, great, this is like, this is normal comedy work and weird. Yeah. But um, it, the, the the instinct, especially because we all love each other, like everyone, there was about three comedians I'd met and knew the work of. But by the end, we were pals and Irish, like we do do that. Yeah. And comedians do that even more than Irish people. We all immediately make a community like the comedy community is really closely knit. By the end of normal panel shows records, records, which are often like three hours, my face is so sore. I need to get a physio to get in with like a sort of like a bit of, uh, of a stick into my jaw. So the hard bit was actually not supporting, feeling like you're not supporting one another. And especially some people like I like Deirdre is one of my heroes. Amy uh, Huberman and Catherine Bohart are both close friends and you would never leave a friend hanging. <laughs> no, of course not. So that that part of it was um, interesting. So I, uh, to be answered to your question, Jeff, I don't know why you were laughing. Maybe it was your childhood. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. The other thing that impressed me massively was the budget. It all looks absolutely amazing. Like it is. And then the, the guest appearances, I, I, like I can't even talk. Like I'm not allowed to talk about some of them, but the den happens in front of your face and Doyle reads the news in front of your face. Like it is the fact that you guys were able to get through those things and not laugh or some people did. Anyway, look, I won't spoil it. Um, Um, With those, that is, again, maybe that was the most Irish reaction that we kept on saying to each other. I'm not sure if it's in the edit or anything, but like, she's a budget. The budget. (laughs) Was had some budget. This is a big budget, and even the set is absolutely beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous! I think maybe another part of me expected, you know, like I, I think Ireland is a creatively ambitious country, and we aim our stuff, and I certainly do, to be worldwide. Mm-hmm. And to try and aim big and like, why not have our stories on screens in America and why not have our stories around the world? And so maybe a bit of me expected it to be sort of aimed at the world and I think the world will love it because it's aimed specifically at Irish people because the references are so specific and small in a way that's really kind of gorgeous and made me so happy to be home beautiful because like as I know Anne Doyle is a world renowned newsreader specifically to Irish people that's (laughs) incredibly true to have Anne Doyle appear 
That is, isn't, I have to wrap up, but before I do, will you very quickly do the quick fire round with me, okay? Four questions, bang, 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 real simple. Oh, yeah. What are you currently obsessed with, Ashling? Oh, 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 uh, <laughs> App, book, hobby. Um, uh, Traitors, the show Traitors. Oh, yes. And the Northern Irish uh, mother on it. It's more threatening in that accent than any other. Who's the most famous person in your phone? Uh, probably Paul Rudd, maybe, I suppose. That's pretty famous. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, when you were eight, what was the name of your national school? Uh, school Breathe the for Kildara. What was in the lunchbox for Susbjog? Do you know what? I feel like this is almost, are you trying to get all my password questions? <laughs> <laughs> Corn beef sandwich with a zero. <laughs> so this is kind of embarrassing, but for from five to I kid you not, eighteen. Sometimes I think back on it and I'm like, "You absolute baby!" My mother made Aww. my lunchbox until I was eighteen, and it was uh, one frozen bread roll in the morning. She was quite a genius. Okay. She packed with like a giant and almost like cut off her arm every morning <laughs> into a frozen bread roll put butter on a frozen bread roll and a bit of ham. And then by lunchtime, they would have defrosted and were perfectly fresh. That's genius. And it was a Galtee lunchbox that we got when I was five. So it must have been the early 90s. Unreal. Final question then before I let you go. And I ask all my guests this because I don't. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Do I wash well, my legs in the shower? Yeah. What? Of course. No, I mean like exfoliation, fake tan, all those things aside, shaving, all those things. If you're hopping into the shower, are you scrubbing your legs every day? Yes, I give myself a, like I treat myself like the princess that I am. Okay. I do give myself like a full body every single time. And that one's for the lads out there. <laughs> She's as soft as a baby. Toe to nose. Forehead's a bit rusty, but. <laughs> Ashley B, it's so great to chat to you as always. Thank you so much and well done on LOL. Last one laughing Ireland. I absolutely loved it. I really this. hope Irish people feel a real sense of warmth and silliness watching it because I think that's the intent it was made with and um, sorry to everyone if because I... in advance yeah <laughs> Ashley thank you so much take care oh my love bye Dave Moore on Today FM podcast